G'day, my name is Chris Anderson and welcome to the Ando & Co podcast. Today, I'm really excited to be sitting down with Laura Heilbron uh, and we met through the coaching college here in Brisbane. She's got a really exciting story. Uh, we're going to talk about growing up in Buenos Aires, uh, doing some travel, eventually getting to Australia and a whole lot of development along the way. But I guess, Laura, this is your story to tell. What can you tell us about yourself? Well, hi, Chris. Thank you so much for the opportunity um, to share a little bit of my story. Um, I want to start telling that I came to Australia three years ago. Um, I came with lots of Argentinian friends. I came with a human resource degree and more than 10 years of experience in marketing and HR that really didn't motivate me anymore. Mm -hmm. I came feeling stuck, insecure, and with a lack of clarity in all areas of my life, with absolutely no clue of what to do. Like I knew I needed a change, but I didn't know who I wanted to become or what direction to take. Mm -hmm. And it's 2022 now, um, my heart is happy. I am a creative coach for life, passion and purpose. Mm -hmm. I am an NLP and hypnosis practitioner and I am absolutely passionate about my work. And awesome. I believe in myself and yeah, I'm so happy. And you know what change? Self-awareness. Right. Okay. How did that happen? No, it was like knowing my true self, my identity. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? It's a long story. <laughs> um, I think I have to go a little bit back where I was in Argentina, in, in Buenos Aires. Um, I was once in my best, I think my best job of my career in HR. I was writing an email and I suddenly I just felt empty. Mm. I was feeling like this is not making any sense to me. And it, I felt terrible in that moment and I was like, okay, that's a feeling that I have to address and something is going on. Like I was good in that job. I was successful. I was earning money, money but I wasn't still fulfilled. Mm -hmm. um, so I told my mom that my mom works in a travel agency and I told her, book me a flight to Europe for okay. the next week and she was like how what are you gonna do and i was like book that flight um and i decided to travel by myself i told my boyfriend in that moment look i need to do this i need to find myself and like outside you know when no one knows me and i am not close to my environment and my safe zone so I did, being awesome. completely scared. I traveled to Europe, crossed to Africa for three months by myself, trying to discover who I am. Cool. Now you're gonna ask, did you find yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I think I found myself in terms of like, knowing what I was capable of and knowing that I could be happy with myself, just like with me. Mm -hmm. But when I came back to Argentina, I was still feeling stuck. Okay. So travel is not that traveling made me find the ideal solution, but it helped me, but it's just, didn't solve my feeling of not being fulfilled, mm. if you know what I mean. 
yeah, you go overseas, it's exciting. You've got these new experiences. You're thinking differently because you're in a different environment, but you come back home and it's exactly the same old thing. Nothing's yeah. really changed. Yeah, and even I even went back to the same job I used to have, um, which it was good, but I it just didn't really solve my feeling. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I thought there was something wrong with me. Like I was 29 years old and I was like, I should be happy starting to kind of think of building a family, maybe become a director in HR. And I was like, I don't want this. Mm. So after one year, working in Buenos Aires again, but feeling absolutely uncomfortable and stuck and lost. One of my friends told me, hey, I'm, I'm going to Australia, other side of the world for me. Um, I didn't know anything about Australia at that time, but <laughs> to be honest with yourself, my friend was like, come on, it's great. There is like really nice beaches there and the people are really cool we could go partying. And I was like, let's go. Awesome. Um, and I came here with a working holiday visa. I remember I came here and I was like, I don't want to work in HR anymore. I even got an opportunity to work in HR as soon as I came mm -hmm. and I said, no. Well done. Um, and I remember my first interview in Australia, trying to avoid offices and, you know, like HR and marketing. And I went to a chicken shop. Okay. And I don't even like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, may as well try if I don't know what I wanted to do. But anyway, I didn't get that job there, but I, I work in a bakery, I work in a farm, I work in a surfing shop, I work in lots of different things here. Mm -hmm. And that was great because it gave me the opportunity to try. Yep and put kind of my career in standby, having some fresh air and, you know, like relaxing a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then obviously I was like, I am going to leave this year in standby and just have fun. But then that year finished and I was still stuck. Right. And suddenly coaching came to my life. Okay. What, how that, that came to my life, honestly, it just appeared in like on internet and it was like the life coaching college saying, hey, come on, join. You, you would absolutely love this career. So anyway, I was so lost that I decided to call them and say, okay, is this interesting me or blah, blah, blah. So I joined not being sure mm -hmm. of what I wanted to do, but at least it was like a temporary solution. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, what I decided to do is have some space in my life to think and choose consciously what makes me happy, mm -hmm. what I want so i did those two things at the same time i joined the coaching college to become a coach without being absolutely sure that i wanted to become a, a coach yep but and also to have that space to understand who i was mm -hmm. in that moment who i wanted to become mm -hmm. And I, I learned lots of things. I learned that that moment of self-awareness is not a moment, it's a process. Mm -hmm. And that process requires patience, 
requires don't punish yourself for not knowing the answers right now. Mm -hmm. um, I learned becoming friends with that uncomfortable sound of not knowing what you want, but knowing that what you don't want, it's also clarity. Correct. Um, so yeah, I start learning things of the process and start learning and this not learning but discovering what made me happy what i enjoy in my life what i'm passionate about what i am good at mm -hmm. and what people around me need mm. and with that i kind of after a long process i discovered my purpose as helping people have that fulfillment feeling mm -hmm. all the time in every day of their lives. So I took coaching as a tool, not as a career in terms of coaching sessions. I took that as a tool and made my own mix. Cool. And if you ask me, okay, Laura, who are like, who are you in terms of a career? I can tell you, it's not that I am this or this. I am this and this. Mm. So I am an HR and marketing person, but I am also a coach for life, passion and purpose. Yeah, it's funny. I, I actually when I did a similar thing and, and moved to Toronto when I was about 28, I ended up living, I had um, a neurologist and a psychiatrist that lived at the end of the hall. And I had quite a few chats with uh, Silky, the psychiatrist. And one of the big things that I came away, away with was that life is integration. Like you are, you are, you are all of the things that you've been before and you're able to put them together in a, a new and different way. Exactly. So it's, yeah, like it's, it's quite exciting um, that that's the option that you have. Um, you, you don't need to forget who you once were. You can still be exactly who you once were and exactly. move into this space. And I think that the, when you mention not really knowing where you're going, one of the things that wasn't clear for me is the vision that I had of the future. Can you sort of walk me through the vision that you had at that time and then how that vision may have changed or whether you even had one at the start? Um, no, I didn't have one vision, one like image of my future at all at the start. I was completely lost in terms of I don't know what I want to do and even I tried lots of different shows I still don't know but I do, I know that I don't want to go back to what I used to do so I started I started doing and writing what I didn't want cool. <laughs> so I started like writing every morning okay i don't want to work in an office anymore mm -hmm. i don't want to work for the company goals anymore mm -hmm. i don't want to do the same over and over without not feeling fulfilled and joyful in everything i do mm -hmm. so that start changing the meaning of work to me mm. For me, work used to be something from nine to five, kind of like in a way, like a must do thing and a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I changed it to something that I want to enjoy every day that I am passionate about and it, that it makes me, it lights me up. Mm. And if I earn money of that, it has to be because I, I feel useful and I enjoy it and I am changing people's lives. Mm. So I put that as a vision. 
Um, so I start kind of like baby steps. Is I don't know if that kind of like answer your. No, it does, yeah. and it's it's um it's interesting. No one had ever spoken to me about what that guiding purpose is towards the future. Like I, no one had really ever asked me the question of what I what I see for myself when I turn fifty. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. what the vision I have for the future is. I have this idea of the options in front of me right now. I know what the best option for me is at the moment, but maybe prior to 28, I wasn't looking for alternative options. I was just going down the path of whatever it was that just showed up for me at the time. And to be fair, yeah. what I was probably chasing was money and status and competing with people. Do you yeah. know? Like that was, it was just, I'm just going to do what everyone else is doing. It was, yeah, and, it, and also it was your priorities at that time. Correct, yeah. Um, I think well, a lot of different things. One thing is you talk about your purpose. Um, may I ask you, what do you think a purpose is? What's the purpose, purpose for you? I think it, it, it's a, a purpose for me is the reason you get up in the morning. Yeah, that's awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like your why. What yeah. is driving you to do something? And that why has different, for me, manifestations. So for example, at 28, it will be like a priority. A priority would be money. Why yeah. are you waking up? Because I really need money to do this and this and this. Correct. Now it may be different. It mm -hmm. may be a career or maybe having a family, mm -hmm. but the energy you put into that reason stays the same because that energy is yours mm. and it's been yours your entire life. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. Then um, I also think like we are human beings and we grow and we meet different people and have different experiences that change us. Mm -hmm. So what we were interested three years ago, we may not be interested anymore. Mm. Passion is a feeling and feelings change. So what would you were passionate about three years ago may not be the same now. And yeah. I think the best learning I had in the process of that self-awareness and self-discovery process I had was like, allow yourself to say, okay, maybe I am not interested to that anymore and don't punish yourself. No, and I think the, the, the cool thing is that we get to evolve. Like is it, if it turns out that you were really interested in basketball, then that's amazing. And that was what you grew up with in your childhood and then it becomes volleyball and then it becomes shopping and then it becomes like learning some some sort of weird thing online and then suddenly yeah. you decide that you just want to hang out in libraries all the time like you're allowed to do all the stuff you used to do before and probably you could step back into who you were back when you were 15 or 22 or 25 and maybe you'd have a good time while you were there but exactly. who you are right now at you know like 30 is not necessarily who you're going to be at 55 and 75 and you're allowed to just keep changing your interests and your passions and what you what even what you do for work yeah and and i think in a way the word change is not this or this like i said before you could have you could be this and this and that means change as well mm. yeah, yeah, um, yeah you could have like you say you could be interested in volleyball and then basketball and and whatever you want to do. And then by the end of, like by the year of 55 years old, you will you would have done lots of all those things and you yeah. are all of those things. Correct, yeah. So I feel like we need to stop saying yes or no, this or this. Yeah. It has to be so extreme. We are human yeah. beings. We can do this and this and this yeah. and, and have like multifacetic business and, projects and personalities and that's amazing mm. well i think even just learning nlp you learn the and versus but so the yeah. and is just you can keep adding options 
So I like basketball. I like volleyball. I like rugby. I like reading about personal training. I like reading about finance. I like economics. I like cars. I like music. I'm all of those things. Exactly. Do you know, I'm not just this, but I don't like this anymore. And maybe you're allowed to not decide that whatever you're interested in before is no longer an interest. You're allowed to do that. However, at the end of the day, it's likely that you are everyone you've always been and who it is that you're becoming at the moment. And eventually you, you start to realize that you, that core vision of what you want for the future is something that's more important for you, but maybe it's something that you learn over time. I think it's, it's quite an interesting process. Yeah, I think um, we have, I don't know why, maybe because of society or movies or whatever, that your core vision of the future has to be like, you know, like a contract thing, like very specific and this, this and this. Why can we start with baby steps? Okay, what would you like to, for you um, to be your career full of like different things, different moments? What do you like to experience in your career? What do you like to experience in a daily, in a, in a day of, at work? How do you picture yourself? So I think just starting baby steps with moments and what would you love to, your life to look like yeah. in one year? Just what I do, I think different in my business is Instead of, I am not a career coach. I am not going to tell you this is the career you should choose in, in terms of your skills. Is create your own path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards the life you love. Mm-hmm. I think that's the difference for me that, that makes helping people feel fulfilled because it's creating your path, creating your own way, not just take the one that it's already written. And so it really, and the interesting thing, do you, do you think in the, in the career that you had previously in HR that you were creative? Do you had an opportunity to be creative? I had an opportunity to be creative in my last job. That, that was the one I had a little bit more fun. And I learned a lot about creative tools and brainstorming and facilitating workshops um, and that kind of like walk up a little bit inside me of like, oh, I actually can have some fun at work. Mm. Um, but not, obviously not in the way I am doing it now, but, but yeah, I did have that in the last part. Um, and also what I wanted to say a little bit of going backwards to one thing that you say is that I don't want to go back to HR in an office, but I feel like lots of the things I used to work in HR, like I love listening to people. Mm-hmm. I love motivating my team. Yeah. I still do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I am still that. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like you, okay, you study a lot, did a master or something and, and put a lot of effort and time and years and you don't do it anymore ever you could still have some skills that allows you to you know be who you are today Mm. yeah and can you just walk me through so buenos aires where (laughs) you were living versus where you are now where you're living whether it's different versus city country house unit what's changed over time Oh my God, so much. Um, I, in the last year before coming to Australia, I was living with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad passed away and my brother lives with his wife and their kids. So I was living with my mom to kind of like save money to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, Argentina is a third world country. So like, it is completely different. I remember paying the flight to Australia in like, you know, like monthly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, split, split the payments. Yes. Yeah. Um, and like crossing 
the, the days in the calendar. I used to live in a city in a third floor. Um, lots of my Argentinian friends around. Yeah, it was just really different, good and bad. I think I was playing it safe there in a mm -hmm. way. Yeah. But I could felt that I was never gonna live my whole life in Argentina. Okay. I, I, I am a very nature person. Mm -hmm. I need nature around me. Um, and I remember when I came to Australia and I met my partner after a couple of months ago, um, I grabbed him, <laughs> went to the ocean and put our feet in the ocean. And I told, and I told him like, I stay in Australia because of you and the ocean. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I fully, I fell in love with both, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Australia for me is freedom. Mm. It's, it helped me become the most authentic person of myself. Mm -hmm. It's a world of it's a place of opportunities. You could be whatever you want to be here. Mm. Um, it's nature. Like I live in the Northern River. So it, like for me, it's like not, not traffic, not buildings, not, it's just all green. Mm -hmm. um, for me, honestly, it's like living in paradise here, but not only in terms of like, the country and the scenery it's also of the life i am creating yeah so yeah yeah that's awesome <laughs> and so i i've been to buenos aires for a week and i absolutely loved it gorgeous city amazing nightlife like yeah amazing coffee steaks wine like it was like we, we were there for a week and and it was sort of the end of our trip, but it was a great spot to just spend that time to just really just enjoy life. So it wasn't like it was, it didn't feel like it was missing anything at that time. I was like, oh my God, I could live in Argentina. Like I would, I would live in Buenos Aires. This is beautiful, yeah. you know, but, um, but yeah, I certainly appreciate, like I've spent a little bit of time in the Northern Rivers and living on the coast. Yeah. Things just slow down exactly and it's completely i haven't spent that like as much time as you have there but it's your environment certainly changes things for you right? it's, it's just like i feel i mean i think it's it's different your experience that you were traveling when i was actually living in Argentina. yeah yeah uh, i grew up there and i i were i was born there so i have been living there for 25 years yeah yeah, um, yeah. And I think it depends also in the, the moment you are going through in your life, you will live mm. it differently. But yeah, I think, I think Argentina is like a sick place. <laughs> um, it's really nice. Um, I don't know. I think I, I, when I came to Australia, I found what I was missing there that was feeling free. Yeah um to and, and just the possibility to create the life i want and who i want it to be maybe i could have done that in argentina but that's how life caught me in you know it's it's an interesting process to step away from all your friends and family as well and have them not see you on a daily basis and yeah. not see what you're up to yeah what you're reading what you're thinking about what you're talking about and for you to just be able to evolve uh, like truly just on your own and the new people that you're meeting i think yeah i think in the beginning it was like just for me it was just traveling then i realized i was actually living here and creating a life here especially when well i start uh, a relationship with an australian yeah yeah um, but it's just um i think yeah yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I am passionate and I love my life here. That's all I can say. And also like, I was gonna say that in the beginning it was hard with my family, the missing part. Mm -hmm. 
think more from them to me. Not, not that I didn't, like, I really miss them, but for me, it was just all new. I was discovering, I was traveling. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I become such an authentic and evolved me here. Mm. And being able to start a business in a foreign language, in a different culture, I just, I feel proud of myself. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and did you, you speak some English before you got here? Yeah, I did. I did, yeah. Right, but it's not, impro- not, improved since then? Yeah, yeah. Not the Australian English. Slang, yeah. Uh, slang, but yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely, I definitely evolve in terms of my, my skills in language, like especially with my boyfriend, his yep. family and all of my friends now are most of my friends are Australian and English. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty helpful having like a full-time English uh, teacher, like as a partner, you know, yeah. like uh, yeah. that and even like you've got someone you can just sort of try things with. And then if, if you don't say the right thing, you hope that they tell you, like I know with my partner, Danny from Brazil, like yeah. that's, it's exactly what, what it's been like. It's been a process of, like Danny and I expressing ourselves to one another, me learning how to express myself when I don't necessarily know her language or not really know her language at all, but trying to work out the right words for it to be up for us to be able to connect. And then for her to be able to do the same thing. And hopefully I'm able to help her um, with the process of her being able to better speak the language as well. So it's a, it's a cool learning experience. I, it's it's such a nice experience, and I think in a way connecting with someone from a different culture, then then that connection is really deep. Yeah, because it's not that about the like you have similarities in the culture or you are kind of similar. It's more deep. It's like you connect from really who you are, and you know. Yes. That. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you can't just you can't just say oh you like this sports team and you went to this school and you know, these people it's some, it's, it's who I am and who you are. We seem to match. Yeah. Exactly. And, and sometimes like I, I was talking yesterday um, about like other like cooking and I don't really know all the ingredients in English. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I was trying to sort it out and like, my partner knows what I want to say without me even saying it. <laughs> you know, like he, uh, we have been together three years, but he knows, he now knows what I want to say, even when I don't say it like the right way. And, and I yeah, think yeah. that connection is also not only with your partner, but also with other people. Yeah. And that's what I love about coaching. Like mm-hmm. when you, when I am, coaching clients or when I meet different people you can you I don't need to have the perfect English to connect with that person and help it correct yeah and I think the uh, the one of the benefits that you get when you deal with people that don't speak your language is that you just naturally become better at picking up on facial expressions body language just anything that happens that's that's not about the words and the tonality you can pick up on and i don't think you otherwise get that training or that experience if you're always just focusing on the language that you're speaking the words that you're hearing and maybe even just getting lazy with listening to tonality because you because you've got to listen fully you learn to listen fully and i think it's a great like it's a great skill yeah yeah thank you awesome and so um obviously you've been through this whole process, you've, you're in a good role, you realise that it just wasn't right for you, you decided that you didn't want to keep going, which I guess there are a lot of people who just know that they're not happy, but they think that they're just going to have to do that forever because that's just the option. And I guess obviously there's a choice that they can make to make a change and it might be a difficult choice, but how is it that you know that you've met your perfect client and what journey can they expect to go on when they meet you? 
I think the the perfect client. That's. And you don't need to be really specific. You don't need to be really specific uh, with that, but. Yeah, I think when I meet someone that is going through that process, it's it's that person telling you, "I want something better for mm -hmm. my life," and better doesn't has to mean become the director or CEO of my company. Better comes means more time with my kids, more time for me. Um, more like a work-life balance that works for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that client is feeling a little bit stuck or lost at the moment in terms of their career and knowing that it may have a path of in the future if they stay in that career, but they are not really sure that they want to stay in that path. Mm -hmm. But they have absolutely no idea of what to do yeah um and also feeling with you know like a lot of doubts and just maybe continue working and doing the same thing but just because they don't know something another option or another path to go with mm. um, or they may have lots of different ideas but then it just stays in ideas. Nothing, um, yeah, nothing feels clear. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the scenario that, mm. and I think that's going a lot with, you know, people that are not 20 anymore, but yeah. they have been in like five or 10 years studying and in our career, but they just don't really know what to do anymore. Yeah. And I think the thing is, this really starts, I believe, because we're rushed into a career. And yeah. at no point did we really think about who we are and what's going to best work for us, because that would mean slowing down. And even if you would, and even just the people telling you like that, that gap year, which effectively is what you took, but it was 28 and I did the same thing. Like at the time, like, oh, that's a complete waste of time. And it could be because it could be that you just go off and have fun and party and that would have been a lot of fun, but you don't actually do the work in finding exactly. out what's who you are and what's important for you. Exactly. Um, I yeah, I think not, not everyone is ready in that moment to slow down and take the space, like I say before, to think and choose consciously what makes you happy. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm. That's okay. It doesn't have, if you are not ready to do that process, that's okay. We are yeah. human beings. Um, but if you are ready to have that moment of, you know, that self-discovery mm. of who you want to be and what your life wants to look like in one or two years, you gotta do the process. You gotta take the time and slow down because not slowing down and like continue living in autopilot and working in something that don't make you happy and don't make you fulfilled. Like magic is not gonna appear and the answer is gonna come. Yeah. You know? And I think the big thing that we have is that we have this feeling of sunk cost. Let's say you've put 10 years into getting the degree, getting the job, moving up the career ladder and you're like, oh, well, I can't just jump and do something different now because I'm already in that, you know, like I need to, I need to keep going until the finish. And yeah, like that, it makes sense. But if it turns out that keeping on going is making you feel like you can't get out of bed every morning because you're not excited about your future, then as you say, like one of the most important things you find in your perfect client is someone who's willing to make a change. Exactly. And they basically say, no, like I, I know, like if I keep going at what I'm doing, I could do amazingly well. I just wouldn't be happy. I think that's in, in, in that scenario, I will ask that person a question like, what's your priority right now? Mm. Um, do you want to find what makes you really happy? Like, fulfill inside fill your cup 
-hmm. or you prefer to, and that's that's valid, but they are both valid, or you prefer to continue in this path knowing that you are going to do well. Because mm -hmm. some people um, like that stability and and I am not judging any no. of it. No, I think, I think they are both okay. And I think also like you, you could, it could be that you've put yourself in a situation where you need more stability as well. So it's harder to make the change. Yeah. You know, like you, you've got a couple of kids and you decide that something's not quite right. Then suddenly stability is really important. It's more difficult to make that change. And you're sort of like, you're just sort of tinkering on the edges with changes to slightly light you up a little bit more because you know that, that that change could be, could hurt a little bit more than what it would if you knew that you didn't have kids, you had a little bit more savings and you had a little bit more flexibility because you felt that, that if, even if you had a year off like you did when you came to, or not necessarily a year off, but took some, did the three months travel, came to Australia, made, was in different roles, maybe made less money in some of those roles than what you did previously. Yeah. It didn't hurt you. Do you know what I mean? Like you didn't, you didn't have a mortgage you had to pay off at the time. I, yeah, I, I think at least for me, I had one year and three months off and still didn't do like nothing in terms of finding what I wanted to do because I didn't slow down and took the space in my life to actually discover what I wanted to do. Awesome. That's one thing. And then the second thing is, yeah, you may have a mortgage to pay or kids to take care of, but if you want to find what makes you happy, you got to have this, the time and the space to actually, okay, continue working because you need that stability. But also if you want to find that, take that time, take mm. the, the, the time to do that process, to slow down. Yeah. Um, if you are, if you want something different in your life, like slow down, like take that time to process and discover who you are, who you want to become and what do you want to do? Yeah. Like I, I run the program of helping people discover their passions and their purpose and connect deeply with yourself. Um, and I say process and running like immediately things and mm -hmm. getting the answer right now are not friends. Yeah. Okay. A process is taking time is patient with yourself and with the journey. Mm. Are you willing to be patient on the journey? Are you mm. willing to go through that, those moments of not knowing the answer right now, but discovering who you are and what you want to do? Yeah. But I think the, the other thing is, even if you're in a position where you've got kids, you've got a mortgage, you've got expenses, you've, you feel like you don't have an option to make a change yet, what could be amazing is setting yourself up to have the time to start doing that self-discovery to know that once it gets to a time when things are a little bit more manageable, maybe you, there's less time looking after babies or something along those lines. You've got a bit more flexibility. You've got more, more time in your day or something like that. You can start to slowly change things because you know what you want for the future, which is really going to align with who you are as a person. Like yeah. you, you don't need to be ready to make that change right away if, you, if it's not possible, but no, you still need to do the work. Exactly. But ex like you say, you still need to do the work to find those answers you are looking for. Nothing is going to change if you just continue doing the same. And I know we, we are busy in our daily life. Like we got lots of things to do, but again, it's priorities, you know? Mm its priorities and and if you want to find what do you want to be and what do you want to do and make a little bit of a change of that feeling of like i'm not that happy with who i am now or the career how it's going through with me right now you gotta take at least one hour or 15 minutes or 20 minutes per day to start mm. like 
it's a process and and that's one thing i really say because it's like we say okay i am going to go through that self-discovery process of finding what i want to do and you expect to have the answer right now mm. it doesn't happen like that it doesn't happen um some things takes time to flourish and you gotta go through different experience to actually have those answers sometimes yeah. you gotta explore and experiment and then you will have those answers and i think that's, like sorry no I mentioned, I mentioned earlier like you could beat yourself up for maybe not taking the time to learn who you are initially to go into the right career for you however really what you need to do initially is to try a few things like you did when you came to australia to work out what it is that lights you up and if you do something for five or 10 or 15 or 20 years and it was reasonably good at times and it's it's been able to help you build a career but it's not perfect for you it's still been a great learning experience you don't need to beat yourself up for making have feeling like you've made the wrong decision because it wasn't the wrong decision it might feel wrong now but it was the right decision at the time with all the information that you had at the time why does it have to be right or wrong decisions yeah um like i i i get again i come back to the <clears throat> the extremes yes or no right or wrong we gotta stop that's punishing in a way yes yeah. or, or no right or wrong i think at least for me there is no no wrong decisions because all of the things that happened to me um got me where i am today mm -hmm. so in any moment i found work trying to get that chicken job <laughs> when i came to australia was a wrong decision i was mm -hmm. trying i was moving i was looking you know something different that light me up yeah and just thinking about like obviously we've spoken quite a lot about uh, making decisions trying things working out what works best for you are there any books or resources that you found quite helpful during this whole process um i think not like book i really love the tech ted talks okay you know, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. um that help you like just really think open your mind and think difference yeah um, there is a, a woman i will send it send the, the link later that mm -hmm. she is a tap dancer mm -hmm. uh, at the age of 82 okay and she's also like um i don't really know how to say this in english like you know like the the thing that you could grab and, and fly in the air <laughs> oh really paraglider yeah yeah wow 82 years old and she cool. both and she teach people um and the same like she realized she wasn't happy in at the age of 60 and changed her career and her life towards these two wow so i love ted talks that show you human beings that are not famous yeah and show you a different way of doing things mm. um there is also like other books but at least for me um ted talks really works really well because they show you that there is not only one way of doing things yeah um so i love that about about that and, and what does your family and friends think about the the decisions you've made and the life you're living now um they yeah they like my especially my mom she's like it's so inspiring and one of my best friends she's telling me like it's so inspiring knowing that we could actually create the life you want with you know like with your own path and you are showing that to us so awesome. they are pretty happy yeah yeah it's yeah. <laughs> great yeah. and so um if you were to think about what would be exciting for you over the next three, six, nine, 12 months, how could you sort of highlight that path forward for you? So how do you see my, my, yeah. Like my what if, if 
there like over the next let's say 12 months are you still in the northern rivers are you taking on more clients like what's exciting for you Oof. um like i say i honestly i am a person that really lives the life to the present and i can't create a very structured vision of how i see myself yeah, yeah. but um i really see myself like working from anywhere mm -hmm. um i know now that i can actually work from anywhere in saying that i love the face-to-face -face yeah thing i think there is really nice energy to work when when you meet someone um i see myself like giving like like a, a speaker awesome yeah <laughs> i think i realized in this process well i started an instagram account and i realized i have more value in what i say that when i when what with i show on a picture so that's okay. what I more myself as a speaker cool. um, and i see myself like running workshops i actually run one workshop in in Bali now in the northern rivers and it was such an amazing experience for me um and for the people around because awesome. i think that there is something really powerful in a community Agreed. together that yeah. courage and that vulnerable moment that one person shares spreads, spreads along the others and and i love being part of that awesome well, Laura, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, I just want to say that we got one life here and we spend more than half of our time awake at work. Work doesn't have to be boring or a sacrifice or, you know, like a struggle it can be really fulfilled and joyful and be part of life as a as an integration like you say mm. and you don't need to travel and have a year off to start that, that journey of discovering who you want to do and what do you want your life to look like awesome. um, it starts with self-discovery and with self-awareness. Fantastic. Well, Laura, thanks very much for your time today. I look forward to speaking further over time and, and watching you do your coaching and your speaking and running your workshops. And hopefully I can help in some way in the future as well. This has been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. It's such a great time. Fantastic. Talk thank you. you.